Revelation 10. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, wrapped in a cloud, with a rainbow over his head, and his face was like the sun, and his legs like pillars of fire. He had a little scroll open in his hand. And he set his right foot on the sea, and his left foot on the land, and called out with a loud voice, like a lion roaring. When he called out, the seven thunders sounded. And when the seven thunders had sounded, I was about to write but I heard a voice from heaven saying, Seal up what the seven thunders have said, and do not write it down. And the angel whom I saw standing on the sea and on the land raised his right hand to heaven and swore by him who lives for ever and ever, who created heaven and what is in it, the earth and what is in it, and the sea and what is in it, that there would be no more delay, but that in the days of the trumpet call to be sounded by the seventh angel, the mystery of God would be fulfilled, just as he announced to his servants the prophets. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take and eat it, it will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, You must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages and kings. Revelation 11 Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff, and I was told, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and those who worship there, but do not measure the court outside the temple, leave that out, for it is given over to the nations, and they will trample the holy city for forty-two months. And I will grant authority to my two witnesses, and they will prophesy for one thousand two hundred sixty days, clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before the Lord of the earth. And if anyone would harm them, fire pours from their mouth and consumes their foes. If anyone would harm them, this is how he is doomed to be killed. They have the power to shut the sky, that no rain may fall during the days of their prophesying, and they have power over the waters to turn them into blood and to strike the earth with every kind of plague, as often as they desire. And when they have finished their testimony, the beast that rises from the bottomless pit will make war on them and conquer them and kill them, and their dead bodies will lie in the street of the great city that symbolically is called Sodom and Egypt, where their Lord was crucified. For three and a half days some from the peoples and tribes and languages and nations will gaze at their dead bodies and refuse to let them be placed in a tomb, and those who dwell on the earth will rejoice over them and make merry and exchange presents, because these two prophets have been a torment to those who dwell on the earth. But after the three and a half days a breath of life from God entered them, and they stood up on their feet, and great fear fell on those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, Come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud, and their enemies watched them. And at that hour there was a great earthquake, and a tenth of the city fell. Seven thousand people were killed in the earthquake, and the rest were terrified and gave glory to the God of heaven. The second woe has passed, behold the third woe is soon to come. Then the seventh angel blew his trumpet, and there were loud voices in heaven, saying, The kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sit on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God, saying, We give thanks to you, Lord God Almighty, who is and who was, for you have taken your great power and begun to reign. The nations raged, but your wrath came, and the time for the dead to be judged, and for rewarding your servants, the prophets and saints, and those who fear your name, both small and great, and for destroying the destroyers of the earth. Then God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant was seen within his temple. There were flashes of lightning, rumblings, peals of thunder, an earthquake, and heavy hail. Revelation 12. And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. 
she was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. And another sign appeared in heaven, behold, a great red dragon, with seven heads and ten horns, and on his head seven diadems. His tail swept down a third of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman who was about to give birth, so that when she bore her child he might devour it. She gave birth to a male child, one who was to rule all the nations with a rod of iron, but her child was caught up to God and to his throne, and the woman fled into the wilderness, where she has a place prepared by God, in which she is to be nourished for 1260 days. Now war arose in heaven, Michael and his angels fighting against the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought back, but he was defeated, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, that ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the whole world, he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven, saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come, for the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. Therefore, rejoice, O heavens and you who dwell in them. But woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil has come down to you in great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. And when the dragon saw that he had been thrown down to the earth, he pursued the woman who had given birth to the male child. But the woman was given the two wings of the great eagle so that she might fly from the serpent into the wilderness, to the place where she is to be nourished for a time, and times, and half a time. The serpent poured water like a river out of his mouth after the woman, to sweep her away with a flood. But the earth came to the help of the woman, and the earth opened its mouth and swallowed the river that the dragon had poured from his mouth. Then the dragon became furious with the woman and went off to make war on the rest of her offspring, on those who keep the commandments of God and hold to the testimony of Jesus. And he stood on the sand of the sea. Dash dash. As chapter 10 begins, we are in the middle of the sixth angel blowing his trumpet. As chapter 9 ended, we were shown the judgment of God upon those who rejected the Messiah. Now, the imagery changes and a new vision begins. Here, we see a mighty angel, messenger, coming down out of heaven and wrapped in a cloud. We see cloud imagery often in the Old Testament, particularly as God manifests Himself in the tabernacle. Being clothed in a cloud cannot be said of any created being but only of God. We see cloud imagery as well in the transfiguration of Jesus Christ on Mount Tabor. This mighty messenger also has a rainbow upon his head. This should remind us of two things. First, the rainbow is the sign that God gave to Noah after the flood, that He would never again destroy all of mankind. Which is what we will see here in the book of Revelation. The judgment of God is falling upon those who rejected the Messiah but all others were protected. And second, we see here in Revelation, the one sitting on the throne has a rainbow around him. Jesus Christ is the embodiment of faithfulness toward His people. We are told that His face is as the sun and His legs are like pillars of fire. As the sun is the description we are given of Jesus Christ in Revelation 1:16 and also in Matthew 17:2, again at the Transfiguration. The reference to his legs as pillars should remind us of God coming down for the Israelites as they fled their slavery to the Egyptians. God appears as a pillar of fire to protect his people. All of this clearly points to this messenger as being Jesus Christ. When the messenger sets himself down, he places one foot on the land and another on the sea. These represent, as we have seen before, the land as the Israelites and the sea as the Gentiles. Jesus' message and work of redemption was not limited to the Israelites but to all mankind. The first time he speaks, as if thunder, John begins to write down what is spoken but is told not to write it down. This should remind us of the connection between the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation. When Daniel was given, 
it truly was a mystery that was sealed and not explained. We are told that in the days of the trumpet call, all would be revealed. The trumpet call is the message that Jesus brought to man in the incarnation and the establishing of the new covenant. The good news of the gospel is given and explained to all men. It is salvation. John is given the scroll, that is, the good news of Jesus' message and is told to eat it. He is to take it into himself and it will be sweet, as you would expect from one who was a faithful Jew looking for and embracing the Messiah but when John would realize that the message he was to deliver would not be accepted by the majority of his people, it would appear as bitter to him. We ought to feel pain and disappointment when others do not embrace Jesus Christ as the Messiah. As chapter 11 begins, John is given a measuring rod to measure just the inside of the temple. This shows us that the judgment that is to fall will only fall upon the Jews, as it was only the Jews that had access to the inside of the temple. The two witnesses represent the voice of the Old Covenant and the voice of the New Covenant, both voices speaking to the power and authority of Jesus Christ. The following threats of destruction against anyone who would harm them should remind us of the warning we find at the very end of the book of Revelation. In chapter 22, God warns all to not change what is written in this book for fear of destruction. The death of these two witnesses that follows in the next few verses comes from the beast that rises from the bottomless pit, who we will see destroyed, later on. In this we see God faithful to His Word. Anyone destroying these two witnesses will be destroyed themselves. The death of the two messengers is all about the destruction brought down upon the city of Jerusalem by the Roman army. This is the final closing and finishing of the Old Covenant. The old ways, the old rules, the old authority is now gone. But like the death of Jesus Christ, these messengers do not remain dead. God raises them up after a time and they ascend into heaven. The imagery here is very powerful. Just like the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, evil believes itself to have won but is deceived. That which was dead was brought back and now ascends to heaven, just as Jesus ascended to heaven. Terror falls upon those who are seeing what is happening and the destruction that falls is not comprehensive, like the flood of Noah but only touches upon some. Finally, the seventh angel blows his trumpet. This entire terrifying and destructive scene ends with a positive note. All power and authority are given to Jesus Christ and He is acknowledged as the King of all who will reign forever. The twenty-four elders who have been seated on thrones in heaven fall down before Him and worship Him. This scene ends with the temple in heaven being opened up and the Ark of the Covenant therein being seen. We are seeing, just like what happened in the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, the temple in Jerusalem was opened up and that which had separated man from God was taken away. Heaven is no longer closed to fallen men but redemption has taken place and the relationship between God and man has been restored. This glorious, powerful, victorious scene is radically different from the modern ideas of a powerful Satan overrunning the world and an escapist rapture taking place. Instead we see the all-powerful Redeemer of creation taking His place on the throne, as King of Kings. Jesus is victorious and has all power and authority, even at this point in history in AD 70. As chapter 12 begins, the vision changes again and we see the same story being told in a different way. In this vision, a pregnant woman is shown, clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and a crown of twelve stars. From what we have seen so far, the sun points us to God, with the moon slash darkness under the woman's feet, and the twelve stars representing the twelve tribes of Israel. It is in this situation that the incarnation takes place. We also see a mighty and powerful dragon. This dragon, representative of the devil and his rebellious angels and the power he had on the earth prior to the incarnation. He knows the incarnation is to take place and he seeks to destroy the baby on its arrival but God protects the child. The remainder of this chapter is a highly visual, symbolic image of the devil trying to destroy the Messiah, but in failing to do so, begins to go after those men who were faithful to God and his Messiah. 
Every attempt made by the dragon to destroy the offspring of the woman, Israel, is thwarted. Jesus, being the perfect and faithful second Adam is protected by God until His work is done. In all of this we only see the victory of Jesus Christ and the redemption of fallen men. God has been faithful to His people, even when they were not faithful to Him. All throughout the Old Covenant, mankind failed time and again but God always brought them back and prepared them for the coming of the Messiah. Who we are seeing here in all of His victorious glory and power.